0: Come on, man.
1: Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 145 of the Patriot Review. We're going to have a little bit of fun this episode, but first, I've got to tell you about I'm in trouble, so much trouble. Yesterday, I told the truth, and wouldn't you know it, watching my website tracking, I get a visit right away from Washington, D.C. Now, there was a time where you would probably call me paranoid, but if you've been watching the news and you know what's going on, it's not so easy to call me paranoid anymore because of our three-letter 3, three letter alphabet soup um, thug agencies that I addressed directly yesterday. and um, And I told the truth in that they keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, and we all know what they want. They want violence, and my fear is that they're going to get it. But I opined... Never did like that word after O'Reilly but um, you know the fact is that they're gonna lose this and that's what I talked about yesterday so if you missed if you missed my episode yesterday and it was quite a rant uh, check it out but today we're gonna have a little bit of fun because we have a special caller who will be calling into the show to make just a quick statement and uh, you certainly don't want to miss that and we have uh a, a, an an episode uh interview i pulled out of the vault if you will one of my very favorites and um one of my very favorite gentlemen is dr bill warner who is an expert on islam um, I had him on several times but uh, this is the the second interview I did with him, but I'm going to show that today because it comes out of some of the things that I said yesterday about forgetting what our real threats are as we, you know, send FBI agents to sit in the churches because Christians are supposedly the problem. Um, so that made me think of this interview, and and I have it for you here today. Now, I know I've picked up a lot of new people, a lot of new viewers. Um, blessed News now is uh, is rolling, rolling along well after some... Um, your tip, some of your typical startup issues. but uh, So I welcome all of you that watch me there or watch me on Rumble or CloudHub or RamTV or uh, frankspeech.com, of course. Um, you guys are all amazing patriots, and it's an honor to be doing what I do here for you. However, I would love to get some support from you, and uh, whether it's it's putting something towards Um, some of my affiliates products so you get something in return other than the show which should be enough frankly but um, or you know if you want to go ahead and and donate to America first Productions, so I can continue to do documentaries and there's been a question on my mind lately and I'd love to hear what you think of it and that is is it more effective for me it doesn't make more sense can you reach more people through through documentaries or through a show when the airwaves are are cluttered with shows, and um, you know I have no I have no illusions. There are many many more talented people out there than me, but uh, this show for me has truly been a godsend. It's been a bless for it's been a blessing for me to be able to just you know vent my frustrations and um, and talk things over with you. So it's that's always been something that I've I've really enjoyed and appreciated. Uh, all right, so let's get to the signal here.
2: All right, Fox
1: News responds to Trump's debate no-show by cracking down on his team. Wow. Cracking down. Fox News, you remember them? They're cr- they're cracking down on Trump's team because he's not showing up at the debate in Milwaukee because of course as we all know and have seen for the past several elections debates are nothing debates are nothing but a freaking joke and the their gotcha sessions and uh, you know, Fox is Fox is a pathetic joke. As a matter of fact, they keep they keep going on the way they're going on, and, and I'll have more viewers than them, and that's really something. So, you know, the debate no show. What's their punishment? Well, they're going to limit the Trump team's access to the media room afterwards. It's like who cares? Who flippin' cares? We all know the BS that that's coming out. We all know the the lies and the propaganda. We all know that you know all eyes are really on Georgia, and no one gives a flying rip about this debate. To be honest with you, save the money, save the money, <laughs> save the money. And then you have people who, you know, I'll admit, I was um, I was a, a little taken taken in by Mr. DeSantis, but. You're following some of the stuff that he's been saying. It's like, wow, this guy just doesn't get it. He's just another, he's just another rhino, just another uniparty hack that we need to run away from. So his latest, his latest comment has to do with, uh, you know, warning Republicans not to be list, listless vessels for Trump, basically. And of course, the backlash back, uh, is as expected. So, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis uh, of Florida found himself in hot water over the weekend thanks to an ill-advised comment in an interview Friday with Will Witt of the Florida Standard, the conservative news outlet. DeSantis cautioned Republican voters against becoming listless vessels who unthinkingly follow former, former President Donald Trump's lead. Unthinking, unthinkingly, you fool! Unthinkingly, we—I tell you what—the the the America Firsters. Know more about the Constitution than probably people like you do, or most of the politicians today who've probably never even picked it up and read it. And um, for you to insult voters like that, because the fact is they they love to say that we're hillbillies and they love to say that you know we're a bunch of idiots and we're uneducated and this and that. But when you do a show like this and you talk talk to the people that I've talked to and you interact with the people I've interacted with, these are the people who are the most informed. These are the people who don't buy the sheep food that the propaganda media, the Pravda media, the... the... um, Talk about artificial intelligence, uh, but meaning something different, of course. Um, You know, know, we know what the truth is. We see the truth through the lies so clearly, and yet so many people... Refuse to see the truth, and instead call for a stuffed animal in a happy place. And uh, my God, you know McDonald's—you you could make a—you could make a huge, a huge profit by selling um, safe space meals for adults. Maybe you give them a little stuffed teddy bear and put that in there with it. It'd be great. It'd be great. You our so-called adults of today uh, could certainly would certainly enjoy that. I'm sure. So. You know, this DeSantis thing, it's just like, hey, it's time to get out of the race, right? I mean, nobody cares. And and that's the simple truth. All right, so let's take a look here at China, the Washington Times. China's military working on AI weapons and systems for warfighting and overthrowing regimes. Oh, my God, can you believe that? That's a headline we just don't know. I mean, uh, we talk about all these magic islands cropping up and... You know and uh, all these airstrips on them and the latest one was is uh, within range of Vietnam now um, drone wise and um, you know in the, in the meantime we have we have mr. worthless who is focused on taking cash from them and not focused on what the real job of the president is of course he's not the real president either so that has a lot to do with it but um, so I want to get to this before I have my little special phone call here. Um, the last story I wanted to share with you is that the Biden motorcade was welcomed with the middle finger in Hawaii. And to the, to you people in Hawaii, I say you have a beautiful state, but where the hell have you been? <laughs> where have you been? You've been voting blue for so long that, you know, your heads are in the beautiful, uh, beautiful sands of Hawaii. And, um, you know, I do want to say that our hearts are with you, of course, as fellow Americans, and uh, the tragedy of the fires over there is not lost on the rest of us Americans, the real Americans, not this clown who calls himself the president. But um, So they view the area that uh, the fire had ripped through in the western part of of, uh, the island there in Maui, and Saw for themselves the homes, the structures left behind in the deadliest U.S. wildfire of more than a century. The story says uh, they lingered briefly on the tarmac, and of course, we are going to get a call from the tarmac here, and we are going to find out for ourselves what's on the mind. I hope to uh, I hope to be able to actually get a couple questions in, and to be able to. Ask the, the the president or the resident um, you know what his thoughts are so this is what I call moments with Joe now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just a minute here and he's going to he's gonna call in he's gonna make a quick statement hopefully I get to ask him some questions I wanted to talk to him about the fire I wanted to talk to him about what his thoughts are as the president you know he is concerned most about Americans and he wants to make sure that he's not a disaster like that bush guy uh in Katrina um or a disaster like that guy who really didn't get appropriately recognized for his handling of the oil spill uh in the gulf there that uh that obama that kenyan guy that um, uh, that guy yeah but um let's see if we can get him on the phone here and uh see what he has to say and uh, I'd love your comment on this. If, if this segment is something you'd like to do, it's always going to be very short, like this, <laughs> and you'll see why. Because this this segment is about reality, and it's about being grounded in reality. So I think we do have them now. Let's uh, let's let's take a quick listen and see what he has to say.
0: Look, you worthless peasants! I got to leave for vacation soon. Remember the old days on Epstein Island? Smell my hair my hair smells so good.
1: Wow. Wow. Let's play that again. I do. I do have that recorded. Let's play that back. Worthless
0: peasants. I got to leave for vacation soon. Remember the old days on Epstein Island? Smell. Hair. Hair. smells So good.
1: Wow. Um, I can't believe he just said that, but, uh, you know, there's a look inside the mind of what the the, true thoughts most likely actually are. And of course, that voice was impersonated, Um, but it's still a lot of fun. We'll be right back.
2: sight to come upon was the her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that
1: somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that You can get yourself some Kingdom Fuel and other great items at Sherwood.tv slash TPR, Sherwood.tv TPR. Also, if you haven't seen Breaking the Oath yet, why not? It is getting more and more views. It is getting uh, posted on other sites. It is, it's starting to pick up steam. And, um, you know, when I made the documentary, I was so involved in it that I really wasn't sure how it was going to be received. And um, I've been just overwhelmed with with the feedback that I've gotten, and I and I thank all the viewers. And if you haven't seen that yet, you can see it on RedBloodedPatriots.com. It is free. You can get a director's version or director's edition that includes the full interviews uh, with the cast members, and um, it's going to include more things. I have to get I have to get to that. It's unlike my dad now. Uh, but I will. So you can check that out. You can use the code America First America number one ST, and save 10 bucks on the Director's Edition. You can get that at AmericaFirstProductions.com, America, First America the number one STProductions.com. And uh, again, I have other documentaries. Man, I have so many ideas for documentaries. And I have uh, a couple in the works that are going to be very powerful. And um, I've been talking about um, my my investigation into the religion of sex and I actually called Child Protective Services yesterday, and um, actually it was a child abuse hotline, and um, I have to fill you in on that. But um, I don't know how much of that I'm going to save for the show. But anyway, it was uh, it's been it's been tough lately, and um, I just hope it does some good, and I hope it wakes some people up. So anyway, I am going to go to this great interview uh, with Dr. Bill Warner now. And uh, this is on the threat that Islam still poses to us, of course. So enjoy it. There we go. Sorry about that. Some technology grand. My guest today is Dr. Bill Warner. I'm happy to have you back, Bill. Um, We're going to do this on a periodic basis and have a new segment called Eye on Islam. And there's no one better to talk about that than you, sir. So thanks for being here. We're
0: well, glad to be here because we're talking about my favorite subject.
1: Yes, we are we're talking about a subject that doesn't get enough attention. And specifically today, we're talking about um, the impact of Islam on Europe and the the number of refugees and the immigration issues.
0: But you're right about one other thing. What's that? Between Kovoid, Biden and some other issues, there is less interest found generally in the news today about Islam. Yes, there is. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring in the European business is that they're much more keenly aware of the problems that deal with Islam than we are.
1: We don't see it in the media here. Is that done on purpose or is that done on the part of the European governments?
0: Now are you telling me that you think that some of the media would have a bias?
1: Oh boy, that's what that's what I'm all about. The, the media <laughs> is lying to us about every everything that you mentioned—Covid, the economy, the purpose of the vaccine, all the way to this. And you know, honestly, I think that uh, after 9/11, they found out that maybe. Islam wasn't enough of a threat to control the population, so they go towards this whole pandemic thing. But that's another that's another conversation. So, you know, I think um, you're absolutely right. It doesn't get enough attention, that's for sure. So, um, specifically, the how long has this been going on where we've we've had uh, this many refugees coming into these countries? Has it increased over the past 20 years, 30 years? Or what's your thought on that? It
0: seems to me it's increased enormously. And furthermore, the character of the illegal immigrants, can I use that word?
1: You certainly may.
0: Is changing. It used to be basically, we were talking about people who wanted to do manual labor. And by the way, I grew up doing manual labor. It's not, I don't have a prejudice against that. I grew up on a farm, bailed hay, milked cows, blah, 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 all that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I have nothing against it, but now then we have a different kind of person who could well be a member of not only a a Mexican gang, but we're also getting people come in who are Muslims who have ideas of jihad in the mind.
1: Yes, we certainly are and and um, I remember back after after 9-11 I did a, a brief limited term employment contract to plan. Mass immunizations for smallpox smallpox was the big fear then uh, and I remember even then that we found you know like a prayer rug and we found uh, a book on jihad and we found we were seeing that kind of stuff come across the border more and we'd find stuff on the border like that so and today with our, our basically our border is non-existent, we have people coming from some 150 countries. You know, so uh, the problem's is only getting worse, not only in Europe, but in the United States, wouldn't you say?
0: Yes. Now, Europe has their own migration problems, which with regards to Islam are perhaps even worse than ours. There also, are a, a few people who are steadfast against immigration into Europe. But Viktor Orban comes to mind, for instance. He's a political hero of mine. Uh, Sort of imagine a Donald Trump, but who was polite and quiet. (laughs) Yes. But spoke what he thought. And so we have now we have people like him, but then of course we have people with like Macron or Mm -hmm. oh, who's the lady from Germany? Merkel. Merkel. And she, best I can tell, she wants all the Muslims she can get. Here's an interesting thing about the Europeans. In Germany, there are many, many Muslims, mostly Turkish. They've been there for a long time. Only half of them have jobs.
1: So there's this huge drain. And is that, you know, I've seen very limited press over the past few years about, you know, the the citizens of Germany and other countries protesting and, and, you know, rising up against this, uh, allowing basically any refugees in because they're losing their jobs, right?
0: Well, what do you think is going to happen here? Exactly. This, black politics are such they seem to not realize that when it comes to the low end of jobs, that is blue-collar jobs, these people are going to be competing with blacks. I was talking about the man time in the South. Concrete, brick, and block work was traditionally done by blacks. And he was doing a job. I says, you know, I've lived in Tennessee for a long time. And it used to be that you saw blacks doing brickwork and stonework all the time. But I said, I rarely see it. He said, I can't undercut their price. He says, they're driving me out of business. So what I'm trying to make a point here is, is that these are serious issues. And we seem to be treating them as though, well, they'll vote for our party in the next election.
1: Well, you notice... Um, in our in our country specifically, this current um, I won't call it an administration because it's it's not even it wasn't elected in my opinion, but uh, they have a problem when people are coming from Cuba and they send them back because they know that the Cubans are la- by and large um, Catholic and and more likely to not vote for their party line. So it's been very selective and very obvious and i think that there are so many attacks on america today that people simply there's not enough attention i mean you it'd be all you're doing it's there's so much happening right now and uh people i think still have their head in the sand too much
0: well they've got it somewhere
2: It's me, Wayne Allyn otherwise known as WAR. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Allyn Root, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel, on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News, iPhone, and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander in chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website. Blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free, or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars, he's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're going to see that we're, we're going to see that we're going to have a lot of Afghans come into this country. Nope. And we're going to have if things go as they have in the past, we're gonna have some serious issues here. These are tough men and they don't particularly care for us. So you say, well, they gotta care for us. They're moving into our house. You can move in also for the opportunity to invade.
1: Which is exactly what part of the jihad is, isn't it? It's, it's about infiltration, deception, and then acting.
0: It turns out, here's an interesting fact. The Muslims keep a calendar which is called, which relates its time to the Hajj, the the Hijra, when Muhammad and his men moved from Mecca to Medina. Now, why do they do that? Well, it's very simple, because if you plot the growth of Islam, for the first 13 years, Muhammad preached the religion of Islam and converted roughly 150 people. When he went to Medina, this was the Hijra, He became a politician and a jihadist and when he died every Arab on the peninsula was a Muslim. So this was their time of success. It was a time of invasion. It was a time of imposition of Sharia law. So this has been done before. One of the things that I admire about Muslims, and that may sound like a strange thing to do, but I think you need to admire some of the qualities of your enemy to give them some respect. because. If they're powerful enough to be able to bring battle against you, you should look and see what all their qualities are. Now, there's not a lot of positive qualities I find with this, but there are some. And one of the qualities I like about Islam is they never, ever quit.
1: That's for sure. What do you say to people who say that Islam needs to go through a reformation just like Christianity did? Is that? Is that uh, pie in the sky wishing, or is that something that's legitimate?
0: It's talking with someone who doesn't have the slightest idea what the answer to this question is. Listen carefully, what is Islam? Now, if you know what Islam is, you know it's composed of the Quran, the Sirah, Muhammad's biography, and the Hadith, his traditions. Now, the Quran is said to be eternal, created before the universe, and so it's perfect. How do you change perfection? And Muhammad, which in his biography, which gives basis to Sharia law, what are you gonna do about that? Because you got you can't change his biography, you can't change his traditions. Do You notice I'm arriving at a logical conclusion here. You cannot change it. That's like saying, I want you to draw me a circle with three quarters on it, mm-hmm. uh, dude. <laughs> Circles don't have corners, <laughs> but I want them to yes. because it would be a good thing if circles had corners. Yes. It might be a good thing for you and you like it for what reason I don't understand, but it ain't going to change.
1: Yeah, well, I think it goes along with um, uh, Americans really having a, a desire to pretend reality isn't here so that they can continue to be self-absorbed, and and not address what's going on around them because it's too hard and there are a lot of americans waking up i think but is europe uh in in any way further ahead of us in addressing this issue or what is your thoughts on that to some degree yes
0: uh let me give you an example russia is very aware of the danger of islam listen to this statistic one-third of all Russian troops are Muslim, from the Stans, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, and those. Mm-hmm. So they have their the, the USSR back when it had a the Soviet Union. There were many many Muslims in it, and they're still mm-hmm. here now. Now, one of the things that's to our advantage here is I have a group of people called the Center for the Study of Political Islam International, and we do work in Europe. And one of the things is, is that we work with the Russians that you may think that's kind of crazy. Who would go work with the Russians? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's the principle here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Art of war. Art of war. And so the, the Soviets, not the Soviets, are gone. The Russians don't care for Islam. They don't have to be explained and persuaded that this is, not, this is not good. Whereas if you're dealing with a Methodist minister here in Tennessee, the first thing you've got to convince him is there can be any wrong in Islam because he's of this, many, many people are of this mind that if we treat them nice, they'll treat us nice. Well it turns out there's 13 verses in the Quran which state very clearly that the Muslim is never the friend of a Kafir, that's a non-Muslim.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well if they're not your friend, they can be very friendly. Let me tell you where you can go find friendly people that are not your friend. Go to a used car lot. <laughs> exactly. Because they, they they are friendly, I'll guarantee you that because I've been on a used car lot but they're not your friend. And I'm not not saying that to denigrate the salesman. I'm just saying that.
1: Yeah, they have the same mindset. They're doing a job.
0: Where they're doing a job.
1: Yeah. One is doing jihad and the other is trying to make money. Uh, For the latter. Yeah, so (laughs) Yeah. everything is under attack as far as, you know, our traditional uh, Judeo-Christian values, as you well know. Uh, And everybody, everybody, um, all I I believe that all this is being orchestrated on purpose. All this wokeness, uh, all of this is an attempt to destroy our country. Um, And what surprises me are the women of the left. uh, You know, uh, enabling this and encouraging this when Islam victimizes so many women and treats women like they're, they're not even human.
0: Uh, well, there is that, but people put their personal ideologies up against the facts and the facts lose most of the time.
1: That's why they, they call it your truth, right? What right. Your truth. <laughs> There's only truth.
0: You have an odd logical mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I think that's a good compliment. That'll get you in trouble. Yeah, it will. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So we had talked briefly about all of the sexual assaults going on in Europe and, and things being, do you think they're being covered up? As long as we're talking about this, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, they're being covered
0: up in the United States, that's for sure. And they're even covered up in Europe. A tragedy came in Britain in which there were hundreds of girls who were groomed, sexually groomed. They were being basically made into whores, except they didn't cost anything. There were police and there were social workers who knew this was going on, but they didn't want to talk about it. Why didn't they want to talk about it? Because they would be racist. They would be Islamophobes. So these women suffered. Years of damage because some bloody cop or social worker or media person didn't want to talk about this because that would be Islamophobia.
1: Right.
0: I'm astounded. I'm astounded. How many people will let their behavior be judged by calling them names? I mean, right. I've been called all kinds of names. Trust me on that. I don't care. But yet there are many people who are very much afraid of being called names. Because one of the things that can happen to you is is that when I first started speaking on the subject of Islam, I had an article written up to me by a local newspaper reporter who didn't care for me. Actually, what he did, he loved all Muslims. Mm-hmm. He was he was a uh, Methodist, I believe. He wrote up an article for, about me that was appeared on the front page of the Tennessee. And that was back when it was a real newspaper. I was on the front page and I was called and I didn't they didn't call me an Islamophobe because the word hadn't been invented yet. But I was put on the front page of the newspaper three different times. As a consequence of this, I wound up being on the Southern Poverty Law Center's bigot award. And it did have effects with me. It had a lot of effects. The point I'm making here is that I don't give a rip what you think. If I believe in what I think and I'm going to do it, I don't care whether you like it or don't like it. I bring this up because it used to be in America, we had a whole population that was full of this. Yes. And now that everybody's so afraid that they'll offend somebody. Yes. Well, I'm a very polite person. I don't, I'm not rude. I don't yell at people. But I will, if I think that you're off the point and it's important to correct it, I'm, not to be excessively over argumentative, I'll talk about it. And when it comes to protecting women, I'll talk about it loud and frequently.
1: We'll get right back to the interview with Dr. Warner. One thing I want to point out as we go through this show is that um, when we discuss Islam, Dr. Warner and I, he makes it a point to to say that Islam is more of a political system than it is a religion. And he explained that in detail on the, the last show I had him on. Um, but take, take these interviews from that context, and I think, it, uh, I think it brings out of the whole Islamophobic thing, because we're really looking at this from a political standpoint. So we'll be right back to the rest of, of that interview right after this.
0: Terrible crimes go on, moral failures, simply because they don't want to be guilty. Of, of, right. of offending Muslims.
1: Right. Well, it's so much deeper. It's That is the truth on every topic you talk about. Our free speech is being curtailed. Uh, you know, there's FBI raiding um, mom's homes. There was a, uh, I don't know if you follow Frank's speech, but there was a, um, a a woman in Colorado. The FBI knocked her door down. She was homeschooling her children. They drug one of her girl, Girls up the steps by her, by her hoodie, and uh, they handcuffed her. And they searched her house, and this is all because she stood up to the school board. And they a are doing exactly has what occurred. Yes, and that's what's the FBI happening. The now has
0: become a political police. It's yes. no longer a criminal police. It's a political police.
1: Well, I offer. I don't know.
0: Maybe they maybe they still catch bank robbers. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, they but catch kids it
0: time with, and time again where. The police have a political position that they're implementing.
1: Yeah, and they have they they catch kids who are defending themselves. Now, thankfully, uh, to some of my uh, my fellow Wisconsinites that were on the jury for Kyle Rittenhouse, they found him not guilty of all charges today. Oh, really? So I didn't know that. They did. So um, I think it's an awesome victory. Yes, uh, and the sa- the same thing is happening. I mean, you can't defend yourself. You can't talk about things. You know, and people, uh, our, our kids, as we talked about in the last time I had you on, you know, the kids have been softened to the point that they're snowflakes and they have to have their, sa- their safe spaces, a lot of them. I will say that the Gen Zers are, as kids do, are, are uh, rebuking what's going on. And actually more of them are conservatives than the generation that preceded them. So, uh, you know, I see some areas of hope, but specifically on this problem, is Europe actually doing anything that we can look to as a possible solution for our own issues here in the United States? Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to Kirk Elliott, phd.com slash the patriot review get all kinds of free great information and invest in gold and silver for your future our world is full of electromagnetic fields that even though we can't see them are affecting our bodies our sleep and even our ability to think clearly the advent of 5g is only making this worse there is an answer Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patreon review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation eBook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel.
2: Or if you're a moth from the gym,
0: Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or
2: rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
0: Well, first off, they can see it's a problem. For instance... There are riots in France in which, and the Banaloos, which are basically the Islamic slums, are very dangerous to go into. And that is recognized. Let me tell you a little, a very small story, which I find interesting because I know all the people involved in the event. Okay. A man here in Nashville, Tennessee was quite wealthy and he was very very much involved in politics. So he took the Speaker of the State House and a senator from memphis and a third person i might forget took him to london he says i want to show you what's actually going on after in london they went to brussels they had a members of the brussels government accompany them throughout brussels and now one of these people who is speaker of the house was a former policeman and he said i suddenly realized as we were getting in the muslim areas that cell phones were popping out people were leaning out of windows he said we're being watched not too long later, in a few minutes, a man came up to you and he says, leave now. And the gentleman from the Mus- Brussels government says, I'm with the government. He says, you're not in Brussels now. You're in Morocco. Leave now or you will be harmed. Yeah. Well, when they came back, it turned out that one of the senators from Memphis was a black man. And he said, I've seen some hate in my time, but I've never seen hate like that. This means not only is it happening in France, there's a lot of people who know it is happening to the point they're willing to talk about it. Now there's maybe everyone under believes it, but nobody wants to talk about it. So the the fact is, is that part of Europe, as this guy said, this is Morocco. This is not Europe. And there are more Europeans who understand that than there are in America. Now, the problem is they're deeper into the problem. but.
1: Yeah, so so. So what do you think it's going to take for us to get to that point, other than just talking more like we are today? Is there specific things that need to happen.
0: We need to know what Islam is so that when our friends are talking to us about the virtues of Islam, we can tell them what the facts of the matter are. You see, the trouble with me is I'm a scientist. I'm really keen on facts. And so, my weapon, if you will, are arguments and facts. Now, we're getting further ahead with this in Europe than we are here. Let me give you an example. My group in Europe, Center for the Study of Political Islam International, gave a talk to the equivalent of the Austrian FBI. They loved it. They, in particular, loved the part about using proper words, proper language. It's not terrorism, it's jihad. Right. So they're more willing to listen. We've been able to speak with the Minister of the Interior in Spain, Minister of the Interior in France. I can't get the time of day from any political officials in the United States. So they're more willing to listen because they're deeper into the problem. Well, is this a good thing? Well, it's kind of a yes-no problem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In the sense of it's good that you're waking up, but it's terrible that the beast is in the house.
1: Yeah, we have no, we have no politicians that have, or very few politicians that have the grit to actually do anything, do we?
0: There's a handful. Yeah.
1: There's
0: a handful. But the problem is, is that history does not move in a straight line. So I keep plugging away at it. I'm an old man, but I, I'll be, I'll die with my, what's, what's the Marine saying? Die in a sack of brass. <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my business plan. That because the civilization that Islam wants to implement, the Sharia civilization, has nothing in common with ours.
1: So it's, it's diametrically opposed.
0: Yes, it has different morality. It has it even has a different reasoning and logic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the reasoning and logic points out to the fact that. It doesn't believe in cause and effect. Everything is through the will of Allah, And so, it also it doesn't use different reasoning. It also has different morality.
1: So what would you say to a Muslim who's watching this conversation right now?
0: Give me a call, it's debate.
1: All right, and do you do that much? Do you get, do you get much? Um, Only if
0: on occasion. Yeah. I love debate. Yeah. I even wrote a book on debate called Factual Persuasion.
1: Is that available at your website? Yes, it is. It's the only
0: book ever been written on how to debate about Islam.
1: So that is on uh, politicalislam.com, right? Yes. Yes, politicalislam.com. I have it next to your name here that pops up. So everybody, you go to that website and check it out. last question uh we're gone we've gone already 25 minutes believe it or not every time we talk it goes very fast but
0: Uh, well i'm sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely not we'll definitely we'll definitely have you back of course but um what what um what do you say to the women that i mentioned that are really letting all the other women in in our country down by by their inaction and it's not just women i know but specifically where we're talking about um sexual exploitation and uh women being victims so so what can we do to to get the ladies to step up for other women in in this country and around the world basically
0: we seem to have a global disease the
1: church won't stand
0: up I've spoken in churches and I've asked three questions. First question is, how many Muslims are you converted? The next question is, how many Christians in the Middle East and Africa do you support? And there was a third part, which I've forgotten. But this is my, main, my two main questions. This is to churches. When you talk to women's lib, a close friend of mine used to be president of the uh, women's oh, one of the women's lib groups, and she wanted to discuss the issue of Islam. They wouldn't do it. The point I'm making here is is that more and more, it's though we don't want to defend any part of our society. It's not just Islam. It's not mm-hmm. just immigration. Right. It's not just women. Right. It's like. We become gutless, to use a word that uh, I like. We don't have a lot of grit.
1: Once again, That's goes gorgeous. back to our education, our yes. educational system and curriculum. Um, well, thanks for being here today. We'll pick it. We'll pick it up again, and and we'll, we'll introduce some other subjects into this. But I encourage everybody to check out your website at politicalislam.com. There is all kinds of material. One thing we didn't reference today that you also have on there is kind of a a three-level course to really understand Islam. So, folks, if you want to check that out, I highly recommend it. Um, Bill, thanks once again, and we will definitely talk again as your schedule permits.
0: Thank you. We don't seem to have any problem with dead air.
1: No, we don't. (laughs) We'll see you soon.
2: Yep. Bye bye.
1: I really enjoy talking with Bill. I need to get, I need to get him back on to do another segment on I, uh, I on Islam segment. Um, and, um, like I said, he, he's, extremely knowledgeable. One of these times, again, I will pull the, the segment off the internet. Um, I've got it somewhere probably I'm sure, but, uh, he does just this awesome presentation on the truth about the crusades. And I played it, uh, and I talked about it, uh, first, you know, when, uh, Obama at the time was slamming Christianity big time and talking about the Crusades. And if you aren't into history and if you aren't very familiar about what really led to the Crusades uh, and you buy the bunk that uh, the Crusades were evil on the part of the Christians, then you really have to see this. And And I will pull it up so I can use it on a future show. And I think what I'll do is I'll bring them, I'll bring them back on if I can. And um, and I'll, I'll center some of the the interview or, around that as well. I talked to him initially, I think it was episode 42. So I'm on episode 145. And then I talked to him for, I think four additional times. And um, as you can tell, he's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to the subject of Islam and, and what's going on in our country today. Um, so I, like I said, yesterday I talked about how the FBI has it has been exposed that, uh, you know, there's agents being planted in Christian churches. And when you compare the two religions, you know, people are very quick to say when you talk about Islam, well, you know, you can't just generalize and say that, uh, you know, anybody who believes in Islam is, is evil or anyone who believes in Islam is likely to commit violent acts, you know. Well, if that's the case, then why is it acceptable to do that with Christians? And then you hear crickets. The difference between Christianity and Islam is definitely the Reformation. And you do not see Christians being instructed that they have to either convert or kill anybody who's not a Christian. You may see some bad Christians, or in actuality, they're not Christians. You may call them Christians because you hate Christianity, and what they actually are is people who uh, are predisposed to doing evil. They can even call themselves Christian, but in reality, they're not Christian, are they? In reality, their behavior is not Christian, and um, you know, therefore, if they're not uh, repentant, and if they don't see that their behavior was, was ever a problem, then obviously, they themselves are not Christian. So... Um, I hope you enjoyed today's show. So look back on on the topic of Islam as it came out of our discussion yesterday. I hope you enjoyed the phone call. (laughs) I'll do more of that kind of stuff because it's always good to laugh as well. God bless you all. We will see you tomorrow.